This is Sport Matters with Kenneth Shropshire and Bill Roden. From academia to media, Ken and Bill explore the edges of sport, unpacking race and culture beyond the game. Welcome to the Sport Matters podcast. This is Ken Shropshire, and I'm here with my good friend, Bill Roden, at the Global Sport Institute, live, well, not live, really, recording live, but live in the sense, first time we've been together in a while, but, but you came, started, right? But you came to Philly once, right? Did we do one? Oh, we did do one in Philadelphia. Um, what was that? Was that last year? That well, it, it, this is the uh, a pandemic. I don't know exactly what year. They all kind of blur, but yeah, we did that one in in uh, at your place in Philadelphia. I drove down, and I can't remember when it was, but uh, what but, we talked about. Well, but guess what? This well, is our first time back. In Arizona, yeah. together in uh, two years. Well, and, and when, let me ask you a question: When we were together two years ago, was that did the, did the stuff hit the fan after that? Because or, or were, were we kind of creeping back? Were we taking precautions? <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, we we <laughs> were we were at the very you know there's reality because it was as after the March 11th date. Okay, so yeah. the reality that there was a real thing. Was there, but we sat in a studio. Yeah, no mask. No mask. Now for the visual of everybody, we have <laughs> mask periodically up and down. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're sitting. We're sitting a good uh, as an old football eight, center, almost ten ten yards yeah, away. Ten yards away, <laughs> like a shotgun formation. Like, right? Yeah, shotgun formation. But uh, but it's good good to be back, man. Good good to yeah. ho- however long this lasts. Bill was out here giving a. Commencement address, which we may ask him about, but we've got a couple of great topics. We, we definitely want to talk about um, the COVID-19 kind of onset that's taken place. Today seems to be the big day across all of sports, kind of a, a reignition of things and, and what that means. Uh, 70 or so new cases in the National Football League, some mm. stuff around the world. We'll talk about that. We want to talk a little bit about Deion Sanders, who just had a great signing down at Jackson State. The Super Bowl being awarded to Las Vegas. Mm. A little bit of history for people we'll get into about what that means. And <laughs> as a teaser, think NBA All-Star Game 2007, if anybody can reflect <laughs> back that far. And then, and then we might talk about Steph Curry and and, uh, and his uh, three-point three uh, record being that, that he broke uh, from uh, formerly of Jesus Shuttlesworth's record. The, Who's that? Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Shuttlesworth. Come on, man. Ray Allen. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, is that was that his stage name? <laughs> that Jesus was, Shuttlesworth. That's that's his uh, that's his Spike Lee name, isn't it? <laughs> uh, Jesus Shuttlesworth. Ray Allen. So, so what's going on with the with the Corona and sports now? Well, you know, if you're a Cleveland Browns fan, you may be celebrating because it looks like Baker Mayfield uh, <laughs> tested positive, and and uh, that means Case Keenum may start. And a lot of people were like kind of celebrating that in Cleveland. Said, "Fine, that's one way to skin the cat." But it's not only him, but it was also the coach came down with it. Right. Uh, and there were, like you said, I, it was a remarkable number of uh, of spread throughout the National Football League. Yeah, and it's it's <clears throat> NHL has some big numbers. Uh, I saw something the Premier League, um, 
uh, well, the NBA is having some some ongoing oh, yeah, problems. The, the NBA, NBA had been yeah. been pretty much uh, one of the stars of, of of getting through this whole process. So yeah, it, it really is. It really is something. I mean, it's really. You know, you and I were just just talking about where we thought we were, mm-hmm. and in terms of the work that you do, and then I kind of half halfway do the, the need to go to some of these global sporting events, the NBA All Star Game, the Super Bowl. Uh, you're talking about going to the Celebration Bowl, right down in Atlanta, of all places, and, and the idea of being in these places with with a lot of people. What, what's yeah. what's your What's your current thinking? Oh, man, on? I don't know. I've been asking myself, what am I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking doing this stuff? I mean, you flew, you flew down here. I flew here. I flew from, I mean, just show you, I flew from New York, LaGuardia, to Winston-Salem. And on Monday, uh, I went to the uh, National Sports Media Awards Banquet mm. uh, to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. And I was thinking, is it, is it worth the vanity to do that, you know, and, and you know, they said, that, you know, people diligent, you know, I, I, it looks like you were, seems like you had to sh- show your vaccination card, stuff like that. Right. And right. then flew there from here, I mean, flew there to here to do the commencement and then come here, do this, and then fly, uh, fly from here to uh, Atlanta. And like we said, man, just thinking about just being like nervous about all this stuff, you know, I'm. You know, uh, you know. You know, we we were we were uh, uh, mediocre Nostradamuses when we did this two years ago. It does feel like kind of a another reignition, as I said, of 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 this problem. And we had off in the horizon then too, the Summer Olympics. Yeah. I, I, so and now this time we got the the, the Winter the Winter Olympics. Olympics. That's right. Next uh, what February. Next February, um, in China. In China, which you know, I, I can't even. I don't even want to say anything that sounds like I'm remotely quoting your former president, but you know, indicated that 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 was the the original location of the the virus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, I'm not not making making light of it, but, it, but I think it, it, we're almost to the. If you don't laugh, you're gonna cry. I know. <laughs> kind of, kind of, it is so kind of setting. On yeah. how to deal with this. Yeah, I mean, and would you go if you're covering it? Uh, it's just so much uncertainty, but yet to ask your question, you know, why? I mean, you were talking about, I mean, your home is L.A., and we were talking about, well, the Super Bowl. I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm scheduled to go. But, you know, I went to the Super Bowl, the last Super Bowl in Tampa, and it was and, a virtually and, but, empty press box. And, and you went under the guise of, let me see what this looks like. Yeah, let like. me see what it was like, because— the uh, Super Bowl before, which was in Miami, I think, it was that I think that was just before that was a February before everything shut down. And you had, you know, a packed press box, 200 something people in the press box. People, you know, this is when Mahomes, I think it was when Mahomes and Kansas City beat San, uh, San Francisco. Right. I believe, right? Uh, uh, you, know, you know, again, so much of the stuff was running together. Running together. <laughs> but it was Mahomes. Right? Yeah. So, you know, the point is, um, you know, you feel like you're doing a little bit of roulette when you when you do these things, when you step out. And, uh, and the question is, like, 
why. And then interesting, I was speaking to, because, you know, I was teaching virtually and all that, and I was speaking to someone over at uh, Cronkite, and now all the classes, everybody's back, because they were right. saying a lot of students were questioning, well, if I'm doing it virtually, why do I have to come at all? You know, why come at all? So part of this was to bring students back to campus to get them back to campus. And and is that really wise? I mean, if you if you were just saying Cornell was shut down, uh, I think one other school may have been cut down. Well, and, and Penn, University of Pennsylvania, just said that they are going to uh, do finals online. They were going to do them in person, but they said, no, we're shifting to online. So that's beginning this week, I believe. Mm. So there is this transition that's, that's taking place once again, back back to virtual, when I, I think so many of us thought we were about to see the light of day. You were just, just about in, in the clear. And it is this interesting connection with sports. And in, in, in sports, we clearly saw last time which is still this time, (laughs) that that the shutdown of the NBA led the way. That's right. Um, That's right. And and so it's going to be, you know, and can can you do that again? And that's that's so much what people are are frustrated about. Uh, You know, know, what else can I do? You know, I got all the shots. I got the booster. I've been wearing a mask. Um, Well, most most people are many, many people that yeah. we're, this a, is, a lot this, a lot this is not a political show we're not gonna <laughs> right <laughs> so so it'll be interesting you know it'll be interesting to watch and see where we are with all this but I, but I do have the feeling we're at the start of, of something else the, the Rams closed down their facility I don't know if it's still closed today as as a result yeah because uh, yeah uh, I think it was Odell Beckham yeah uh, tested tested positive uh, you're right. I mean, you raise a question: Can they? Can they? Can we go through another shutdown? You know, uh, um, will people have people reached a sort of breaking point? You know, where if you kind of go back and say, "Listen, no more. We're going to shut it down again. You know, no fans in the arenas. You know what? You know what will that look like? You know." Well, you know the the the, the stat that struck me. It, it wasn't. 800,000 deaths, which is is the latest U.S. number. It's that that's the population of San Francisco. It's like taking a whole city off the map. Mm. I mean, that, that that's the kind of thing that, that strikes me. And what are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to do about this? How do we how do we deal with this? What, what other great ideas are there to try to deal with this? Or do we just keep going down this path and this cycle just just keeps continuing? What's the alternative? I mean. As we're speaking now, I said, shit, man, I should rent a car and drive to Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, I think I think because the last time we were together, that's what I did. I think I drove. Yeah, you did. I drove from Arizona back to New York. I said, I'm not doing it. You know, uh, you, know you, you know, you want to put this in the rearview mirror, but every time you look in the rearview mirror, it's like that huge truck that's right there, <laughs> you know. So. All right. Well, well, so much for our, our, our COVID update, but but I think this 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 next topic is going to run into that a little bit more. You know, the Las Vegas Super Bowl twenty twenty four, the Super Bowl will be in in Las Vegas, which is all you know. We were going to talk about in in, in comparison to the NBA All Star Game that was there in two thousand seven, 
But it's also the it's also a kind of interesting moment. I don't know if you have any thoughts about it in terms of this whole gambling in sports thing. Mm. The idea that th- this would have been an impossibility. Right. And you remember what a uh, an outlier was to have the NBA All All Star Game in Vegas. Right. For the longest time, you're right. For the longest time, it was like a they it was like a scarlet letter. Right. That we can't be corrupt. But now, you know, you're right that all the leagues have embraced gambling, you know, and 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 to the extent that, we're, you know, we're going to go to the Sin City and have the Super Bowl of all things in a place like Las Vegas, which I, I kind of find somewhat, you know, compelling. Oh, and, you like the idea. Well, you know, you know, you know as, as, you know, journalists, you just sucker for the story. Okay. And you, say, what? you know, and you're right. I remember 2007 when the NBA had the All-Star game there. It was just like Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. You know, people get shot and, <laughs> you know, but. There were there were f- at least 400 arrests. There were multiple complaints about, um, uh, I'll just say, the, the, the mistreatment of women, um, uh, non-tipping, jump running from from bills. Just the traffic that was on the strip, which which I think was configured differently than than it is now. I think they've taken care of most of that. You know, back in the day, you could walk up and down the strip without having to go up. Now it's it's like uh, uh, having uh, uh, you know candy and magazines on on the, the checkout counter at the grocery <laughs> store. They make you go into the casino, uh, and you can't just stay on the sidewalk and and, and walk by. So it, it's a you know it's a little little bit different day, but it was. I went. I went to that game, and I was like, I don't think I'm coming back here for a mm. major sporting event again. So, so have things changed that much in Vegas. I know you used to spend a, a fair That's amount right. of time I there. Spends a lot of time there. Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, well, the Raiders are there. The Raiders are there. You know, so there is some. Some now there's some. There's and, a and, and the and the, uh, the hockey teams there. Yeah, the, yeah. So the, there is some custom and, and usage about about how to how to operate yeah. in Vegas now. Yeah, but the Super Bowl is a whole different animal. Right. And, uh, you know, Vegas is a strip. And what the heck is that going to be like? You know, the casinos and the gambling and the high rollers flying in. I mean, it's, it's it, it could overwhelm any place. So, I mean, you've had a place like Tampa and, you know. Um, so, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'll be, I guess I'll be eager to, to, <laughs> to, to see. I don't know. Let's get past Los Angeles. Um, um, yeah, we got Los Angeles, and we have we have here in, in uh, Arizona, and, and then and then that one. Yeah, and you've had it here. I mean, Arizona. It's been here. It's been it's been fine here. Yeah, it's 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 pretty well laid out, and the 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 stadiums out of the city a little bit. It's, it's kind right. of structured pretty well. Right, it's out the way. You know, no, to me, no. I don't know about you. To me, New Orleans is by far oh. the best place to have. Oh, they should always have the Super Bowl in New Orleans. Maybe Miami. Maybe Miami. You yeah. know, and and L. A. I guess. I, well, I, well, well, the beauty, we'll the beauty of New Orleans is you don't. If you want to get something, you can get that. You can walk. Right. If you if if you know the the all these other places, at some point you might have to get in a in a vehicle. Yeah. You know? Right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Something about New Orleans is just perfect for events, whether it's Final Four, the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm not sure if they ever had the All Star Game there. Yeah. And, no, they have. They have. Yeah. 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 In, in, oh, in, in that other yeah. place, the Frosty. Something tasty freeze arena, or something right? Like right, that. exactly. <laughs> the the uh, not not the it's, it's the tasty uh, freeze, but it's 
some, some kind of ice cream. <laughs> yeah. It's the, the smoothie place. Smoothie, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Same difference. Right, right, yeah. Right. So, so uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, it'll, it'll be kind of compelling. Uh, anything in John Gruden's, you know, home, you know, previous Oh, let's not go down to John. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there is a, there is a John Gruden connect, connection to all this. This is the home of the Raiders. Uh, Gruden's now uh, bringing these actions against the league and and I believe the Raiders yeah. too, which I find absolutely. I, I wonder how you feel about that as a lawyer. I've, I'm absolutely fascinating about whether Gruden, because you know the NFL has been stiff arming. Effectively, everything, all these complaints, you know, they've been able to, they had this extensive report, then they just gave like a verbal, a verbal summation of it and just kind of blew it off. But Gruden is pushing, man. What do you think about that? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on his side. I hope that he prevails and, and forces the NFL, you know, to, to come clean. Well, I think from Gruden's standpoint, it's, so, I want to recoup some, major part of this salary this this still owed. Mm-hmm. So from his standpoint, it's, you know, whatever kind of story, and this is the best way to get into it, uh, that, that can be told, that can develop a legal case that allows the NFL to be labeled as wrong and that they have to pay me what they owe me. I think that's more of his goal than, than anything else. Mm. But this, this, this ties in at the same time as you have, you know the Washington football team and, and Dan Snyder also pushing to keep uh, information out to, to right. not have information put out there, uh, and, and now as as you know people in your business, the, the good people at the the Washington Post are uncovering what was actually uh, what the actual actions may have been of Snyder. We're, we're seeing seeing the wrong there. So there's a lot of disclosure that's, that's taking place. This this, this is. I think those two those two worlds are colliding um, in terms of, of Gruden's case, which is is part of Snyder's case of the Washington football team because that, that's where the that's where all the emails were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm just really compelled because again, you have got this league that kind of gets away with murder almost. You know, they could have these. You know, they've had uh, the DeflateGate investigation. They've had all these investigations. Uh, you know Brady. I mean Brady gets suspended for like, you know, like def, you know inflated footballs. <laughs> here we have these really serious, you know, complaints. Right. And nothing. And nothing. You know, and yet we're all addicted. You know, we're talking about the Super Bowl and can't wait to see Thursday's game and Saturday's doubleheader and 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 Monday night and all that. You know, and this league is. Um, I don't know. It's kind of. It seems like it's almost morally bankrupt. Then you know you have the story about uh, CTE comes back in again. The brother uh, who killed six people. Right. Right. Um, and uh, you know, turns out that he. Uh, well, we'll have to call it up, but he had serious CTE issues. You know. Um, you know. So. Yeah, well, I mean, what's interesting uh, about that again? It's it's uh, you know uh, here here it happens again. We we go through this uh, some bad act occurs by a football player, and when they look into it, they realize 
um, especially when they take their own, own life. I mean, that seems to be a little bit of the pattern too. Um, this guy's Philip Adams, um, mm. yeah, stage two CTE, and you know it's kind of it's kind of interesting too that the this this whole this program uh, at Boston University that that is examining the yeah. brains and they come out with this and and the commentary they're able to make and um, that that you know the, the last two big cases at least have been people of color that, um, you know, football was in, in some way a, a, a way out for them, that, that they went the long haul and, and got the, the, these kinds of repetitive injuries. It, it, it's really, you know, it's really something, and we've mentioned this before, who continues to play this game? When you talk about the, you know, I'm, I'm still holding on to the NFL, but you're talking about you know, how, how bankrupt some, some of the game is. It is like that, that, that boxing world in some, some exactly. cases, you know, why, why, why do you participate in that sport? Why, when you have options, but maybe that, maybe that's the whole point is that, you know, maybe you feel you don't have those type of options, uh, to, you know, live your slice of the American dream. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, you know, I mean, how, if, you know, you know, going to college on a scholarship, on a football scholarship, you know, leasing your body out to play NFL football and to make, I guess, a significant amount of money, money you probably would not make if you just sort of went the whatever the normal route is, you know, go the normal route, and maybe you figure it's worth it. You yeah. know, it's worth the risk. But, I mean, we both played football, you know, different eras, but we both played. And uh, this was never, I never really thought about this at, at we didn't At know the it was a thing. The only people that were were punch drunk, which which what they call it, were, right. were boxers. Were boxers, right? Yeah, it was it wasn't a, a thing for for football, although it probably was, and it just wasn't uh, presented in the same sort of way that it is now. And and that is the question: if if you have enough information now, is is it a game that you let your kids play? Uh, but if if they're good and and you know it's a it's a way out, you know, to use overused phrase. Do you say, well, okay, I'm I'm gonna let this let this go, this is, which which gets to to uh, Deion Sanders and and the you know, it's kind of after we beat up the sport, the great job he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> now, now in happier news, <laughs> he's doing down at at Jackson State. So he he wins all these games this year, and then today, uh, it turns out he signs the number two recruit in the nation. Who had committed to Florida State? Right. Uh, Dion's alma mater, by the Dion's way. Dion's alma mater, a kid named Travis Hunter, who, who by the way, is a defensive back, uh, which, which is kind of interesting too. To to see how how can kids, you know, and, and this is a, a you know a lower division FCS school relative to you know to, to uh, you know Florida State. How do how do, is you know is this kid making the right decision? How do you make these kinds of decisions? Uh, will he be criticized? Or is this one of the great decisions of all time? You, you want to play this position, and you have arguably the greatest player at the position ever to play. And he says, I want you to come here, and I'm going to show you everything I know. And that's going to be a better opportunity than uh, being on the big screen screen every, every Saturday uh, is, to, is to be tutored by me. Yeah, I, I was reading, I, I should have had it prepared when I came here. I was reading some of the kids' comments. And 
I always thought that for somebody to make a, a, a top flight player to make that kind of decision, it had to be beyond brick and mortar. It had to be beyond the uh, going to a place like, you know, on these recruiting visits to Florida State or Notre Dame and all that, because you can't go to those types of places, you know, your old school, Stanford. Right. You can't go to those kind of places and then go to like, like a Jackson State campus and then say, I'm going to go here because of, you know, because the facilities. Yeah, the, the facilities arms race is yeah. not going to be won by, by, Jackson, by Jackson State or State. a lot of, you know. So it has to be something beyond that. And that's what this kid was saying. He was saying that it it had to do about, he said, I want to be part of the future. I want to be part of, you know, the HBCU has a great past. I want to be part of the great future. And so he was a very Martin Luther Kingish yeah. type of stance about why he was going to this black institution. And, you know, what I'm thinking, I think is really wonderful. And I was listening to uh, you know, ESPNU today, you know, because I'm like, okay, what do they say about this? Right. Has the kid lost his mind? You know, and it's so funny. It's almost, for a lot of people, it's counterintuitive that a talented black person will go to a black institution. Yeah. yeah. Said, well, how could you do that? We can offer you more gold. You know, we could offer you silver and gold. You know, we could offer you, you know, lots of trinkets. How can you go to this place? They can't, this place can't give you as much gold and trinkets as we can. And when you get to a point where you say it's not about gold and trinkets, that's go. when you win the moral victory. When you tell, you know, this morass of, of you know, of the United States that has to do with capitalism and untold wealth. I mean, just that's what we've seen these last two years, just enormous wealth. Yeah. But when somebody could say it doesn't matter how much money you've got, um, then now the second question is how will the NFL punish this kid, you know, you know, when it's time to get drafted? Because that's where you make your reputation. That's that's gonna be interesting to you see know? if if <clears throat> you know he's been tutored by Deion Sanders, the greatest in position of all time, um, and, and and let's assume he's he's stars uh, throughout his career. Is is there going to be? Well, he well, hasn't. Well, you know that's he, what, he hasn't played against the best exactly, competition. Exactly. Oh, okay. That's exactly what they're going to say. You know, to drop him that well. No, I mean, come on. You know, he went to Jackson State. It's not really the best competition. Right. You know, our blacks, our blacks are better than your blacks. You know, <laughs> our, our blacks at the top, at the Power Five are better than you know and. But you know, that's the first thing you're going to say. He didn't play against anybody. But just the idea on Monday Night Football, you know, they show the people, you know, before the players, and they say, so-and-so-and-so, Alabama. You know, so-and-so, Texas. And to have guys say, so-and-so, Jackson State. Jackson State. So-and-so, Texas Southern. Because I I guess thinking, if if they would have been doing that in, like, 1968, and they would have been showing, like, the Kansas City Chiefs, I'm Buck Buchanan, Grambling. I'm uh, Emmett Smith, Bishop. Well, everybody. Willie Lanier, Morgan State. <laughs> everybody. I'm Otis Taylor, Prairie View. It would, it, it, you know, th- think about it, it'd be yeah. like phenomenal. Yeah. You know, they said, where do you, what? You know. Well, you got two things. His, his quote was, uh, and this is, is Travis Hunter on announcing he's going to Jackson State. Historically, black colleges and universities have a rich history in football. I want to be part of that history and more I want to be part of that future, just like yeah. you said, Bill. I see you, your memory's not as bad as you thought. Yeah. I'm making this decision so that I can light the way for others to follow. 
make it a little easier for the next player to recognize that HBCUs may be everything you want and more. That's brilliant. I mean, it's brilliant. I mean, really. That's brilliant. It really is. It's like I made this decision with, with full full consciousness. I know what I'm doing. You know, my, my I may have shared this with you before yeah, in one of my rare moments of defending HBCUs as, as we battle. Is Morgan State a better place to go than Stanford? But in one of my <laughs> rare moments of, of my brother, a uh, few years older than me, went to, to Washington State University, went up there uh, to play football. And, and this is, you know, late 60s at a miserable time. Hmm. He was there the first year. He, you know, said, man, you know, Idaho was right next to where I am. Pullman, Washington. This is, hmm. this, you know, and it was completely, uh, uh, no, dis- you know, Washington State's a wonderful institution. No, no, no disrespect. But years later, we talked about it. I mean, as you, as you know, both my parents went to HBCUs. And the conversation was, you know, HBCU would have been a much better situation for you at, at, at that point in time, um, that that you would have gotten, you know, lack of a better word, the nurturing that you needed right. to get the education that you could, could get at either place. So yeah. so, the, so there is something uh, special about these places. I, I'll tell you what else is going on, too, that kind of related to this, and I'm just thinking about it as we're talking about it. Uh, Kelvin Beecham, who's an offensive lineman with the um, – with the Arizona Cardinals um, is involved in this whole NFT world. And we're not, this is not the show where we're going to talk about NFTs and, and uh, cyber or anything, but he put together a collection of uh, these NFTs to, to what's auction the, off. What's the NFT? <laughs> Non-fungible tokens. It, okay. it's, we're not, not going to go into that. Okay. But, but and it's, let's just say it's artwork. Okay. And it's cyber artwork. And a couple of the pieces are based on historic moments in, in the in football. And the in the first piece, and it, it's kind of elegantly done. I and mean, we'll we'll put on the site where this is where where you can find these, but it's a salute to Kenny Washington. Mm. And I and I talked to Kelvin afterwards, and he was talking about that whole period of uh, well, well that, that was kind of the next phase. They, they talked about the earlier phase, Fritz Pollard and, and, and those guys that played in that first phase when the National Football League, the precursor to, was integrated. And he was talking about the period of time when the league said, no, we need to be segregated like right. everything else. And then, then the next phase talked about Kenny Washington and Woody Stroh and all right. those guys that came in the later phase. And I said to this, you know, uh, uh, a late twenties, early thirty-year-old young man. I said, "How how'd you you know? Do you really know about all this stuff?" He said, "Well, I'm I'm just learning." Hmm. And and so much of it, you know, you you recited the names of all those guys that there were the original black stars of the National Football League, coming from HBCUs. There's just just an absence of history. And Kelvin, it was, I was so impressed that he took the time, in connection with his artwork, he was trying to put together to figure out some of this history and to know who some of these people are. And, and what, what I think about, you know, with this, this generation here, we go with old man talk, is, you know, Kenny Washington, for example, lived around the corner from me. Oh, wow. I don't know if I ever shared that one. Wow, that really? Lived around the corner from me. And he used to, used to drive. I mean, his, his, his uh, NIL routine, you know, this is long retired. His daughter and I were at school together. Mm. He used to drive a... a some kind of Buick or something like that that had a, a 
you know, Cuddy Sock sign on the side. <laughs> so he was just chilling and getting paid by Cuddy Sock in L.A. Uh, as, as the great Kenny Washington. And we all knew he was the great Kenny Washington. Mm. But so many of these guys today have, have no idea who he was. And you, you, you had in your community in Chicago, you know, similarly, a bunch of people that you actually actually touched in some way. Yeah. That yeah. some of the history, especially with the absence of HBCU presence. I mean, Kenny Washington went to UCLA right. uh, with the absence of HBCU presence. And it was exceptional for somebody like you know Kenny Washington and, and Jackie, Jackie Robinson and Woody Stroh, kind of an exceptional trio of guys at UCLA. But that was not the norm right. in, in, that, in that point in time. But we knew who we knew who all these guys were, and we knew where they went, and that and that was, you know, maybe good or bad. That was a reason to look to those schools. Right, 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 right. That's pretty. That's pretty amazing, man. That Kenny Washington just lived in your neighborhood. That was, that <laughs> start, was a headline for that down, comment. Yeah, you need the rest of the story. I, you know, and I, I you know, I'm re- remotely in touch in touch with his his daughter still. But but then at that time, I mean, my father and all these guys were in awe. Mm. Of, of Kenny Washington. And then, of course, he had, the, you know, the scotch sign on the side of his car. So they- <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but, you know, I, I guess that's, uh, you know, um, it's great when young people, I, I know we both do that, encourage young people to, you know, go back in the archives right. because it's really enriching. I mean, and I, I would imagine that's where this kid, this kid was going to Jackson State. You know, once you kind of dig into the history you know, a lot of stuff starts making sense, you know, because this whole idea is to put yourself in that tradition, in that flow of history, and it's very strengthening. And, you know, I think this kid, I don't know how long he's going to stay at Jackson State, maybe one, two, three years, but, you know, remember, that's the school where Walter Payton went. Yeah. You know, one of the greatest running backs in the history of the NFL went to your school, went to Jackson State. And when he starts researching all the people who went to Jackson State, Richard Castor, Jerome Barkham, uh, Robert Brazil, you know, I mean, there are all kinds of people. Then throughout the swag, you know, I think it's going to be a strengthening experience for him. And I, I think that a lot of kids who, and again, this is not necessarily an argument that, you know, you know, choosing between you know, Morgan and Stanford, you know, or, you know, Go where you want to go, you know, go go where you want to go. But if you do choose this route, you know, I think you're going to come out of it, you know, enriched. Not that you, you know. Yeah. You, you just said something that, that, that this really got me. I've been thinking a lot about that transfer portal thing mm-hmm. and the idea of, of all these, these great players moving around. Uh, some players feel like they're not getting the opportunity. There, there certainly. You said it. There certainly is a strategy to to go. You know, maybe you go to the, to the HBCU the first year, mm-hmm. and transfer. Yeah. Or maybe senior year or grad year, you go to the HBCU. Yeah. You could do it either way. Either you way. Could, either you way. Could, you could you could spend your that you know transfer to an HBCU when you're kind of done, or played HBCU and then use that last year or whatever to transfer to a PWI. Yeah. Either way. But, I mean, the portal, just like NIL, I mean, this is kind of was segueing into another discussion. Oh, you, get, you got portal NIL, but you didn't have uh, NFT, though. 
No, I didn't know what <laughs> no idea. What, I'm still not quite sure what <laughs> NFT is. It's kind of cyber art. You're very erudite. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Can you put that on your wall? Can you put stick that with like cyber that? art? Cyber one art. of a kind. Not it can't it can't be duplicated. Speaking of that, I want who's that picture on your wall? And for people of, of Ali, who is is that his mother? Who is that? No, that's Ali and Fannie Lou Hamer. Oh my God! Is that right? Uh, and what a great I, to photo. this day, I can't. I, I don't know uh, any 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 of our vast <laughs> listeners in in my office at, at this this photo. That's Shirley Chisholm, but mm. but one that that and I first saw it in in somebody else's office uh, uh, at, at at Rise. Diane who runs Rise had has a copy of it as well, and I was just so taken by it. And, and you know, that's one of the pictures you can look photo. at and say, "What is Muhammad Ali talking to Fannie Lou Hamer about?" Right, and and before I knew that was Fannie Lou Hamer, the expression on her face, and what he seems to be trying to explain, he's trying to explain something, and Fannie Lou Hamer has this look of intensity, like listening, you know, trying to like, I, I'm, I'm like, what were they talking about? <laughs> you know what she was talking about. <laughs> I tell know, you, I, it was Dan Billings Burford. I was in her office at, at, at Rise in New York. And she had that. I said, I, I've, I've, got, I've got to get one of those. Well, now I, I, you just inspired me <laughs> to get one. I've right. got to and, get that. And, and you as the, the reporter, maybe you can find out wh when they encountered, what, what the conversation may have been, and, and, and what it's all about. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So I, that, that, that's, that's a good assignment. That's a good assignment <laughs> to figure out who took that photo and what was the context what, of it. Where what was, was the context? It? Yeah. So, so I don't know. I, I think we're on... We started with COVID. We we uh, went to Vegas and, and spoke badly about people attending the All Star Game. Um, I but think I'll it, be there for the you know. Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll be there for the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. You know, I, I think that this whole idea of going to HBCUs and, and the opportunities that are there and the great coaches that are in the up there. You know, the idea of of you know we didn't mention Hugh Jackson, but the idea of, going to, of going to Grambling and playing for one of the greatest offensive minds. There is to to learn the, the game that you know maybe you know maybe be another Grambling's White Tiger there. I don't you know it could be so many possibilities what what could happen in in this new moment and and with that transfer portal which I think we got to combine if, yeah, in that if, conversation. If, I think that this is very uh, it's an intriguing point in time because you got all these brothers who have played in the NFL right. and coached and you know Dion wanted to get the job at Florida State you know and they said you know no. Right. You know, Eddie George was at Ohio State. You know, uh, Tyrone Willingham was at Michigan. And they didn't get that shot. And so, you know, HBCUs have historically said, okay, we'll give you a shot. We'll give you your opportunity. And I guess the question surrounding Dion is how long will he stay there? How long will he stay? Is, yeah. is this just a jumping off point for him? You know, like he stole the recruit from his alma mater, from Florida State, almost <laughs> to say— you know, if, I'll if, show you. If I was here, yeah. Yeah, yeah I could have get this kid. So, yeah. you know, and, and the guy that morning, the head coach lost his offensive coordinator, you know, to, to uh, I think, with Oregon or something. Okay. Then next thing, he loses his prize recruit to Dion. But, you know, you see Dion and, and Hugh Jackson and all this, and you got a lot of guys out there. There was a guy, Sean, uh, oh, who's his name? He's coaching at Livingstone. College. He was a former linebacker uh, in the NFL. Sean, somebody played for San Diego. Okay. But he's a head coach at Livingstone. So 
as you get more and more and more of these guys in the NFL, you know, uh, everybody is not going to go back to coach at their alma mater. A lot of the alma mater are not going to bring them back right. as head coaches. So you have this universe of black colleges, you know, who also could use the, the some of the shine to bring in this former NFL guy and let you sort of learn. So that's going to be these next few years, I think, are going to be very, yeah, no, very no. Um, uh, intriguing. You know, this is going to be a very intriguing dynamic, but it's also going to be intriguing. The next thing is to, to hammer the NFL. So you got to draft these guys. You cannot, you cannot punish these guys. You know, a couple of years last last year's draft, I think there were no NFL. Maybe one NF, one the NFL drafted one kid from an HBCU. You know, and that's a huge commercial for these schools. Is say, yo, Alabama's got five, Texas got four, so and so, and I think somehow, and 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 how you do that on the HBCU universe has to crack. That code, you got to be able to turn on Monday Night Football, and when the players come up to introduce themselves, there've got to be a few. Uh, or that tackle was made by so and so from Jackson State, or so and so from Alcorn, you know, uh, you know. Um, so that's just another. Yeah, yeah. Now that, that that's going to be that's going to be one to keep, keep an eye on. And, and to, to to close out, Bill. Um, so Steph Curry breaks the, oh, the yeah, record yeah, yeah. on on threes if, uh, up in New York. And as he is leaving the locker room, he gives Rolexes to two of his uh, teammates that, that helped during that period of time, uh, both to Draymond Green and Andre Iguodala. <laughs> uh, and, and he says he's going to bring one back to San Francisco to, to Clay Thompson. Um, what what are we we're making that good good player move? Yeah, that, yeah. If, if, I just think if Jordan would have done that to Pippen, <laughs> we wouldn't have had this controversy. If Jordan would have just given Pippen a couple Rolexes, a couple Rolexes, you know, or, or some something equivalent. Yeah, you know, Scotty. Well, you said been it. Fine. Six, six rings was not enough. You I know, I know. That's <laughs> Jordan. Probably, you no, know, Jordan. That's what he said. Hell, I gave him six rings. <laughs> <laughs> But it is, you know, and, and, and we we just highlight that because we we, had, we talked about doing doing a show, uh, you know, not to steal the the title of another another podcast, but revisionist history. The whole idea of of, of Pippin's book coming out, and um, you know, the, the the idea of the last dance, and kind of the way history gets gets told. It's going to be interesting to see how this whole warrior story is is told. But but this is, I, I think, this is a moment to say that there is some. Uh, team understanding uh, that there's not a one-man one show. Yeah, Curry's a different kind of... He, he seems to be a different kind of person, you know, and, uh, and um, you know, acknowledging how important Draymond has been to his success, important how Andre has been to his success, and Clay. Um, you know, he's a different kind of guy. I mean, I guess Jordan, in his own way, I guess, I don't know if he's ever acknowledged you know, I, I don't know. You you watched the Last Dance. I don't know if throughout that he acknowledged how important Pippen was, uh, and uh, all those guys were to his success. You yeah. know, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I certainly, you know, the, the my lasting memory of it is not bad. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. this is about me and yeah. my supporting cast. You know? And right, and the, and the critiques of the whole thing, and certainly what Pippen's critique was was, you know, this is from 
from Jordan's viewpoint, and and it, it's not it's not the whole story. So so it'd be interesting to see as as these things happen. You know, how's history going to tell these stories? And, and you know, and it, I guess that that kind of ties everything together in some ways that we we've, we've been talking about this. You know, the whole <laughs> the history of uh, COVID nineteen in sport, uh, the the whole idea of of, of Super Bowls and where they should be held and, and what happened in the past and where they should be, the HBCUs and and uh, and now this this kind of team history. What's the story story going to be? Well, Bill, uh, good to finally be back together. And yeah. uh, who knows who knows when we'll do this again. I know, man. Well, hopefully soon. Hopefully, that's all I can say. Hopefully, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I, mean, that's, I can just be hopeful. <laughs> All right, we'll, 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 we'll end on that. We'll be together again in a physical space. You know, we thought we had kind of turned the corner, and uh, then it's, oh, no, 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 not so fast. We've got uh, uh, Omicron, no. you know. First we well, had Delta, now Omicron. Well, I'm, I'm putting my, my mask back on, and, and uh, we, we can get back within six feet of each other <laughs> and, and, and move on. But, but thanks, Bill. Thanks for coming in. Oh, this is great. Right. See you next time. This show is brought to you by Global Sport Matters. Subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen. Global Sport Matters podcast is a production of the Global Sport Institute at Arizona State University. This episode was produced by me, Kendall Jones, manager of events and programs, and big thanks to sound designer and editor, Sam Esparza and Big U Music. Our marketing and communications manager is Crystal Valencia. Our digital communications specialist is Brendan Clean. And our marketing and event assistants are Natalie Skeegan, Aiden Corrales, and Kate Nelson. Stay up to date with the Global Sport Matters team by following us on Twitter. We're at Global Sport MTRS. And be sure to sign up for our newsletter by clicking on the envelope icon at globalsportmatters.com. <laughs>